Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We also got producer Dawn McLean hanging with us. Hello. Hey, girl. Happy Minnesota Day, everybody. Oh, it's yeah. National Minnesota Day. What does this even mean? Has this been a thing before? Yes. So really? here's why, in case you're wondering, like, okay, of all the days in the year, why now? I have an idea. Okay. I have a guess. I like it. Is it because March is associated, of course, at the beginning of spring, mm. and we as Minnesota have just endured, like every winter, a difficult, long, hard, dark winter? I think you're overthinking it. All right. Not exactly. <laughs> so Minnesota became a state on May 11th of 1858. It was so, the 31st state. Close. Because I was thinking 3-1. Oh, wow. You're really doing the number thing. Um, you, You're not quite there. Okay. So it, we are the 32nd state. Oh, oh my gosh. That's... Close, Steve. So we get celebrated on the 32nd week from the 4th of July. Oh. Because they went, when they started giving uh, honor to each state as a national, you know, celebration, they started with the first state. Right. Okay. So they're like, wouldn't this be cute if like every... Yeah, week we had a different state because there's 42 or 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. I understand. Yes, queer. And then there's, um, Steve, you could link this up. There's a bunch of Minnesota fun facts. Like, I guess I didn't know that the Metrodome uh, was the only stadium in the country to host a World Series, a Super Bowl, an NCAA Final Four basketball championship. I didn't know oh. it did all that. Interesting. Fun. Why does Steve look, I'm looking at him on the camera right now, and I know this is radio and you can't see him. Yeah. But, and Donna isn't looking at him, even though they're in the same okay, room. Okay, now I'm looking at him on the no. camera. Um, he looks uncomfortably, um, like almost like a private moment in the bathroom. Listen, <laughs> and there are a lot of points when I'm fighting off something like that. This was, I looked at the link that Donna wanted me to post. <laughs> okay. And Donna, you look at the link that you just sent to me. Okay. It's for for now. This is going to be very. Oh, I can't yeah, post no, that. No, don't post that. Post I'll that. get another one. Oh. Okay, that's all. That's what all. Now, it? no, no, no. Huh? Everyone's going to be left in no, intrigue. Nope, I can't post that one. It belongs to someone else who might be an indirect competitor. Yes. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, all. I screwed up. I, I thought honestly, it was like Minnesota bear porn or something. No, oh, no, nothing like that. Um, the funny anyway. thing is, I, I honestly was just using the link for myself, and as I was talking, I'm like, oh yeah, you could link this up, right? <laughs> My bad. No, Donna, please. When was the last time you guys were at the Mall of America? Oh boy, how long has it been? Uh, you know, I was probably, I was, funny, I was probably there about four months ago, Okay. and I walked past Abercrombie, decided for the first time in 20 years, why don't I walk inside, started smelling colognes. Everybody remembers Abercrombie Fierce. I got Fierce Reserve, which on the little sample, the peel back, smell the sample, uh-huh. it was unbelievably great. On that sample, it lasted multiple days. Let me just tell you, ladies and germs. Really, I just wanted to know the last time you were at the mall. I have now gone through the entire bottle of cologne. I spent whatever $70 it was. It was the most disappointing bottle of cologne I've had in my adult life. You cannot smell it. The smell doesn't stay. 
And it was very disappointing. Again, it's not Abercrombie Fierce, which well, a, lot of, a lot of teenagers wear. It's Abercrombie Fierce Reserve for mm. men of a certain age. Back to the Mall of America. Uh, you could fit 78 football fields inside the Mall of America, which is still the largest mall in the United States at 9.5 million square feet. Honestly, if you haven't been there in a long time and you take a ride there, you're going to be like, what is this? This looks nothing like a, if you haven't been there in a few years. Yeah. The fact that all those hotels are built around there now and you can walk directly from the hotel into the mall. I mean, it's crazy. And they just rehabbed a bunch of the mall, too. So it's upscaled. It looks really a glow yeah, up pretty. is what I think they call oh, that on social media. Lights. Glow up. Oh, I like that. Mm. Anyway, happy National Minnesota Day, everybody. Yeah. It's also Mardi Gras Day. So. Our, Tuesday. Yes. our Catholic friends, tomorrow is the start of Lent. Lent is tomorrow. Yes. I'm not having Wednesday. candy anymore. After. Oh. Today is candy. my last day of candy. Oh, that's good. That's a tough one. Yeah, and since I've had headaches, that's when I started eating candy. Just to make myself feel a little better. A little oh. yeah. bit of... A little sugar, a little rush. A little square of... Um, Hershey's bar. I do oh, not man. envy you with the headache situation. I had a headache all day yesterday and felt like I was going to throw up all day. And I'm like, how do people live with chronic headaches like this or any kind of chronic pain? You know, I just, I, I just. Well, I, I so had a CAT scan yesterday. Empathy. Oh. So. so we're waiting on the results of the CAT scan. Yeah, I'll let you guys know. Okay. okay. I'm open about things now since I got really yelled at for not talking about COVID by some listeners. Oh. <laughs> when I had what? COVID. Oh, have... you know. The, what, did they want on. you to go public? And just... Well, I said I didn't really want to talk about it, but I wanted to let people know why I was gone and people yeah. said nasty. Oh, A couple of people well, were like, how really dare you? Well, you were really sick, too. Oh, like, my really gosh. sick. Oh, like man. Dawn was out, and for I was a the month. first one. Yeah. So oh. I was like, at the time, you're like, I don't want to. Please don't let me be the mouthpiece of COVID. Please. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not cut out to speak on its behalf. Right, right. Some people took that as, um, how dare you? Oh my uh, god, you you wade your boobs on the air. Come on, get over yourself. Oh Wait my a second. god, delete. Wait a second. Delete, did you unfriend, unfollow? Did you weigh your boobs on the air? Uh-huh, I did. Okay, so that's so funny. Because we were just joking on the way up oh, about, about weighing ourselves. And I was like, oh, I can never guess a woman's weight because, and I don't mean this in a crude way, yeah. but you have breasts and I don't know how much those weigh and how to factor those in. And I don't know if they're, and, and yeah. I, I know it fluctuates depending on the situation with yeah. your chest muscles. Well, we had to get still. a scale from the mail room. Alexis and I went down there. and Can I out. ask? Is it yeah. personal to ask no, what they No, I was on the weigh? air. Can we guess? Oh, okay. Go uh, ahead. I was going to say guess. 42 pounds. Oh, 42 pounds. I don't know. I would say, all right, now here I am guessing. Oh, geez, what's happened to my it's day okay. already? It's okay. We invited you to uh, guess. Yeah, 22 pounds total. They're 13 pounds each. each. Total? Total. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, wow. Oh. It is when you're trying to run. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like strapping yeah. a 13-pound weight onto your chest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And or doing push-ups. out from you. Well, you know, I guess you don't have to go down as far. That's true. Full circle here, Burpees. Man. Like, what do you do with burpees? I've always thought this. I wear two sports bras that are Me sizes too, too small and just smash them down. I do, too. When okay. I go to the gym, I can't just wear a sports bra. It has to be two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And mine aren't even that big. Cool. I mean, they're big-ish. All but, right, okay. All right, okay. too much I, info. I need... Hey, it's World Compliment Day. You guys look great. Yeah. Thank you. And Steve, your boobs look about three, four pounds? Yeah. Three <laughs> ounces <laughs> each. <laughs> Just kidding.
wonder if I, yeah, if they just chopped off whatever pecs I have. You know, I was in the mirror last night showing my wife saying, hey, can you tell my legs are getting a little bigger? And she's like, I'm washing my face. I don't have my contacts in. And, and I then don't care. two minutes went by and she said, so how long are you going to stand back there? And I said, as long as it takes. And then she finished washing her face, dried her face, put her glasses glasses. on. And I'm like turning my legs to the side saying like, can you see though? Like they're starting to round out. And I said, objectively, my butt has gotten bigger over the last few years. And now I'm doing squats again. Girl, it's about to get thunder back there. Okay, great. (laughs) If only we had more time. But we don't. We have a jam-packed show. It's TikTok Tuesday, which means at 1130 today, for the very first time ever, an official segment, uh, I brought something from TikTok, Donna brought something from TikTok, Rocco brings something from TikTok, and then we will share them with you. Will this be a successful segment, or will it go up in smoke? We'll all find out together. College of Pop Culture Knowledge at 1030. When we come back, let's wake our brains up, things that make you go, huh? 41% of the United States lives within a 500-mile radius of this state. Can you figure it out? We'll tell you when we come back, Don and Steve on my talk. Oh, you know, I love being a dad, but between work work and kid work, it can be a little difficult to get a workout in. Well, Steve, I've got great news for you and all the other parents out there. The Y offers free child care with a family or dual membership. What? Yeah, you work out while your kids do fun activities and make new friends. Join the Y by February 28th and get $10 enrollment with 25% off dues through April. Join at ymcanorth.org. You said it, Donna. I'm on it. I'll make the All right, we're back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Woo, things that make you go. Hey. Things that make you go. Uh-huh. Things that make you go. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll try it again. You're doing things great. Things that make you go. Oh, 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 want me to hit the button? I don't know what's happening. Yeah, just to turn it on would down. be good. Just to show you the uh, the state of being that we're all, we all bring a different version of ourselves every day to work, right? No, we're not robots. We're not entirely consistent. Donna, right before we went on there, and I say this lovingly because I like to drive this segment. And, and so I say that in her defense. She, right before we go on air, I don't remember what we're talking about, but here we go. Boom. And now we're on the air. In case you ever wondered what is life like just mere seconds. Before we go on the air. That it's would be fun. a funny segment, actually, to do, like, what happens just moments before. You know, I remember when I first started working <laughs> on television, um, uh, live television, because I did a bunch of, you know, we do stuff at a red carpet, but then you go back, you edit that, and then it goes out. I hosted a show that was delayed by two hours. So we would shoot it, and then we would feed it out an hour later, and it would air a couple hours after. When I first started doing live TV, I was... I was gobsmacked by how late in the intro music or something like that people were talking before they went on air. And I'm thinking the whole time, all it takes is one audio guy being irritated that day or, yeah. you know, making a mistake and suddenly you're on the air. And it's yeah. like right up, right up until. And so yeah. I remember I used to watch that and think, oh man. And then like when I started working on Twin Cities Live, I was always nervous with news because news, you're, you're, you're oh, dealing yeah, with you heavy stuff. Oh yeah, you don't want to screw that up. Yeah. No. For sure. So I was on very good behavior during my brief seven month tenure working for Five Eyewitness News. When I went to Twin Cities Live though, I mean, very often, right up until we are on the air, there's a whole conversation, something like, for instance, not unlike here, 
where you're, well, wait a minute, what, what are you talking about? I would never buy groceries from that service. That's insane. Welcome back to Twin Cities Live. Yeah. You know, and then you just go like that. But you know, if you know your material well right. enough, then it actually, you stay loose during the commercial as opposed to being there in silence right. thinking, okay. This is about to come up. It's like, just keep the loose, fun yeah. energy. Know your material. Be a pro. A lot of times DJs are on the phone with their friends, you know, and they're like, okay, hold on a second. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. Oh, for okay, music I'm, radio. And then, yeah, and then you're back and you're like, okay, what were you saying? And they're question? like, what? I have a question about music radio. You sure. used to work in music yeah, radio. Yeah, Dawn too. Dawn too. Uh, File this under things that make you go, huh? like, if you're doing a music thing and it's, hey, that was the latest from Maroon 5, this next one uh, from Adele, easy on me, on blah, 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 FM. What happens now if, if, if for the next 16 minutes, okay. all I hear are two more songs and it auto goes into a commercial? What are you guys doing? Um, well, it's changed a lot since things are computerized. It used to be. Pulling your music for the next hour, okay. checking things off for the FCC on the commercial log. Oh, a bunch um, of unsexy work. Yeah, signing each page of the log. Um, lot of answering the phone, editing phone calls yeah, so that you could play calls. them back. Okay, That's yeah. because we never took live calls. It was like there never. was such a tight. It was a tight thing where you needed to. Well, you just were trained as Donna. We had mm-hmm. to get out of our heads just to minimize even words within a sentence because oh. we had five minutes to talk. You can't take 12 minutes to tell a story for God's sake. Like even if it was five, it was like, it better be a good better five. Good, yeah, five. Exactly. So you edit down that phone call because listeners aren't trained that way. So you make them sound more professional and punchy. Yeah, you take out, punchy. yeah, you take out all the pauses, the ums, ums, uh, yeah. maybe a whole sentence or two. So I'm edit, hmm. edit, edit, and then I play it when I want to, so it sounds live. What about now, though? When when things are so automated, when you don't have to pull your music, when there's sort of an algorithm, the computer already has the playlist on shuffle, so to speak, and they know they're going to play Adele because uh-huh. she's hot once an hour. What what happens during the breaks now? Well, still phone calls okay. because a lot of people bank their calls. Yeah, so like oh, okay. somebody can call and say, "I want to hear Adele Easy on Me." Two weeks ago. And they said, it really means a lot to me because, you know, my mom and I went to our first concert and it was Adele. And then so I'll save that and play that next time Adele comes up, maybe already, maybe two weeks later. Okay, this is interesting. I think a lot of listeners find that we all have grown up on some level of music radio at some point and you just wonder what's going on. There's a lot of um, when I was really in it, there was a lot of cutting tape and splicing tape and taping it back together and oh, that's the wow. editing to real oh yeah. did you not do real I, I did like when i was 19 i okay. learned how to do it but it was like just for a year and then we got um automated or whatever digital well yeah. when you yeah. say cutting tape you mean physically literally splicing real to real and taping reels mm-hmm. like with like like a film strip kind of a thing or something like that yeah it's that audio you cut tab. and then tape together a big reel to reel yeah you like learn in, how to it, like in Tony's studio over here I'll, we'll take a picture so everyone can see what we're talking wow. about wow yeah I'm glad I learned that skill uh, that is a big skill because you've got like sometimes you only have like forty five seconds to cut to edit oh out gosh. and you physically cut it like you would cut with a razor blade. Yeah. And then, yes. you and then what? Can together. you ever use it again, or do you burn it once it's been cut once? Yeah, you can. You can use it, but it's wow. not as good. 
So you're always trying to find a clean spot that's unused on the tape. Wow, that this is has amazing. been Inside Radio, everybody. Well, now I'll get to my one fun fact. Because uh, those were all very fun facts. They were. That's very interesting stuff. Um, okay, I gave you this trivia question in case you didn't play Wordle when your brain is asleep right now. 41% of the U.S. population lives within a 500-mile radius of this state. Specifically, it's a city within the state, but I'm just going to give you this state. And by the way, that area, it rings a bell, but the answer feels different. The area also contains 80% of U.S. corporate headquarters, that 500-mile radius. Uh, 41% of U.S. population lives within a 500-mile radius of what state? Oh, gosh. Uh, um, I I don't know. I don't want to sound stupid. Kentucky. (laughs) Why are you immediately laughing at that? You are so close. Am I close? close. So Missouri, close. not Missouri. Uh, other direction. Oh, Kentucky, gosh. I believe, borders Ohio. Oh, okay, uh, Indiana. It is Ohio. Oh, 500-mile radius of Columbus, Ohio, to be very specific. Wow. And in that radius is where you find 80% of U.S. corporate headquarters. And now we dance. Yeah. Woo! All right. And All right. we're clapping. You're excited about a uh, home remodel show that's back on. It is the most satisfying show if for my money that's ever been on HGTV, the new season just kicked off last night, and I really think everybody should watch it. You'll love it. I'll tell you what it is next. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, producer John McLean hanging with us for the next half hour. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. And Steve is very excited about the most satisfying, in his opinion, home remodel show that is back on. I think it might be the most satisfying home remodel show that I've ever seen. Trading Spaces. No. Oh, no. It's Trading the Magnolia Spaces. People. No, it's not Fixer Upper, even though that is, they, they're they back on, Chip and, Chip and Joe. I do love Fixer oh, Upper. Is this going to be Extreme Makeover? No, no. Um, now, this speaks to my, uh, how property do you brothers. say, I like Property Brothers, not that. This speaks to my ADD, my, you know, so me one another thing. It's not. Actually, last night's episode was an hour and a half. I think most episodes will be, I think, an hour. But even if they are an hour and a half, um, I always fast forward past the parts. Once I see that they're going to do some sort of a, a virtual rendering of what they want the space to look like at the end, <laughs> I fast forward past it because I want to be surprised as it comes together. Oh, that's cute. Aww. Anyway, uh, the show is in season three now. And it's only usually five, four, five, six episodes top for a season. It's called Rock the Block. And it is a great show. Let me explain. Okay. Uh, Ty Pennington is back as the show host. He was the host. First year it was uh, hosted by Mike Holmes. You know, Holmes on Holmes. Oh, I did like that show. I love that guy. That's a good show. That show. No, it wasn't a great show. I I watched a lot of it. Just fixing things. Talk about a non-sexy show, though, because he'd always come in and say, okay, so what we got here is this is supposed to be two inches in diameter, and look, they've only done an inch and a half in diameter. I liked it. I liked hearing it. You just can't trust anybody, and we've got to take out this wall. I think it's because maybe, Don, you and I both have this. We're both kind of evenly type A and B. Mm. Yeah. So maybe that's why we liked the details as well as the art of I'm the full B. fixing. Yeah, I'm like, why B. do we have to pull a permit? 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a little hush money. Okay, so in, in, so Mike Holmes, he uh, and, and I, you know, I like him. He was fun on the show. Season one, he hosted. Season two, he was a contestant. So what they do is they take four different teams of designers. So okay. from various shows that you know and love. Okay. And uh, they are four different teams. And then they go to some town somewhere. Okay. And today, uh, th- this season, it's in some suburb of Charleston, South Carolina. Love it. And it's on an open plot of land. So it's just like open, and they have built four houses next to each other. So they've made up a block of homes. They are brand new builds. Okay, so they're like framed? They're they're framed, yep, they're Mm -hmm. framed, and... And if you moved in, sometimes it's even a little more finished, but you could move in more or less as it is. So it's oh, like a okay. cookie cutter new build. Okay. okay. And then the designers are charged each week with a task. Yesterday's was kitchen dining. So you take your money and then these designers get seven days to totally change up, glow up the existing kitchen, which already has like the island in there and the cabinets are in there and all that. But then they need to decide... Are we going to keep those? Are we going to change those? So we change the orientation at all? What all can we take on? Permission to ask a question, sir. Uh, I accept it. Do they tell you how what the budget is? How much money they have to spend? Because that, that I, was I my like question. to know. Yeah, they do. Yep. <laughs> they do, and you'll get itemized too throughout. Okay, so you'll that's find important. out. I'd like to know that. For instance, last night when two different designers spent over sixteen thousand dollars on the stove. No. Big, beautiful mm-hmm. stove. No. But it was unbelievable where they put their money. And so, as the weeks go on, mm. kitchen was the theme yesterday. Somebody, one team is deemed the winner. They get a little bit of extra money to put toward their next project the next week. At the end of it all, it is determined by you have this group of realtors and some HGTV. You know, there's all these famous HGTV faces that come in. Okay. It's a way for them to just do a commercial for their other shows, too, right? If you right. like this couple here, you'll like the fact that they have a weekly yeah, show as well. Yeah, great. Great cross promotion. But at the end of it, they have uh, appraisers come in. And then they determine all of the house's values start at $500,000. And then there's a final appraisal, oh, which determines who added the most value to the home working within this set budget of oh, money. Oh, that's great. So I forget what the budget is, but let's say it's $150,000 over okay. the span of the four weeks that you can dish out in different places. Yeah. Um, you get to do that. And that includes now putting the exterior of the house on and stuff like that. Here's why I think it is so satisfying. You ever watch a really great design show, and then they reveal the the house to you, and you think, oh my gosh, that looks so incredible. Well, imagine if they said, what if right now we could show you the same exact space and the results of what other designers did with a totally different taste? It's satisfying. You get to see option two. You didn't like that one as much? Yeah. That's okay. Here comes option three, all working yeah, I within like the same framework. And again, because it's like, you're like oh, five episodes. This is modern. I, that's not my style. I kind of yes. like how warm that one is versus that one. Yeah. And yeah, as the I time goes on, you uh, you know, you sort of, I don't know, you, you resonate with somebody's design style. There's always someone kind of crazy, like David Bromstad, when he has been on, David Bromstad, who won Design Star in HGTV years ago, now he's all linked up, tattoos everywhere, and if he goes into a room, it is going to be, it will stop you in your tracks for better or for worse. He okay. is not trying to appeal to the every buyer. He is does a very spe- specific taste. Uh, he is not on it this year, but they have another another 
duo of designers, frankly, who I don't know, uh, but they have this, okay, you guys are going to take some chances here. You're going to do some weird things. You okay, can tell. Okay, this sounds cool. Other folks who sometimes feel like they're playing it safe, season two of Rock the Block we're talking about on HGTV, which just premiered last night. Last season, there were these people who I felt kind of just played it basic, you know, just a little less daring. They ended up winning in the end because... It's mass they, appeal. It's mass appeal. Yeah. The appraiser said we like this. It added more value. But really interesting things. And it's so cool to see side by side in the same episode what different designers will do with the same exact space, same exact square sure. footage, sure. same exact house. And by the way, then these houses are all, I don't know what HGTV, I don't know who they sell them to, but it's got to be a, a big win for HGTV. But then you think these are custom, they go from cookie cutter homes to, to custom. totally custom designed okay, homes. Okay, that sounds cool. I have not watched re uh, you know remodel shows, decorating shows in a long time. I yeah. mean, this was totally my jam. I could watch it all day, every day. So you got me to thinking... Remember trading spaces? Of course. Was there ever like? Do you did you ever think like? Oh God, please don't let me get like. Hildy. I, I, I yeah. knew you were gonna say Hildy. No, for me it was Frank. Oh, oh. Right. yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. kind of crazy too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't he recently pass? Oh, I yeah. feel I like he did. I think he did. But he was such a sweet guy, sweet. and he was. I mean, he was so kind and lovely. But his style. No, I don't want you to draw a picture of a little girl on my wall. Okay, well then Hildy's like, hold my beer, because here comes the hay. <laughs> then know, I'm going to glue onto your wall. But see, the interesting <laughs> thing about that is, and even in the reboot, when they had designers come on, and still, there were some big bombastic reactions to their spaces, <laughs> like, oh no, this has got to go, I'm, get the paint roller out now, we are not keeping it this color blue. Yep. Even Even so, trading spaces is a different bear. It's a social experiment. It's not That's a, true. It's not an inspo show, right? Yeah. You don't get inspired to do something in your dining room. From Rock the Block, you will to give you light fixture ideas, dining yes. table ideas, stuff like that. But yes, trading space is very entertaining for yes. a very different That's reason. That's about relationships, too. So yeah, okay, Rock the Block on HGTV. Yes. And I'm um, sure that means it's on Discovery Plus, too. And I'm going to yeah. watch it. Um, Yay. But quite, quite fun. Quite fun. I really okay, like Okay, good. It. Uh, not as fun. I am totally, I'm totally taking a sharp turn here. Are you still watching Inventing Anna? I finished it like a week and a half ago. Oh, did you? So what did you think overall? I thought it was well done. I'd probably give it, uh, I'm going to go out of 10 on this. I'd probably give it like a seven and a half. Okay. Good, solid. And I think with each passing episode, it gets better. Okay, I'm on like episode six, maybe. Okay, we're running out of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> there are nine. I mean, I'm st- I just get so irritated with her where I'm just like... Donna, maybe you're so basic. Ugh. <laughs> are you irritated with the actress? The character. The character? The person. The person. That so- she's portraying. I'm just like, oh my gosh, shut up. Like, you are such... She is such a hustler. Oh, okay. So the actress is doing her job. She's doing her job, yeah. Julia, I think. Julia Garner. Garner. And I, you just know, won't the, send me my money. She is such a BSer, <laughs> and she she really knows how to find her victims mm. because they're kind people mm. who are people pleasers. And so... She's just, oh my gosh, she's like a, a black widow Venus flytrap. She's just awful human being. But you know who I do like quite a lot who? in it is, um, oh gosh, what's her name? Anna 
Schlumsky? Yes, yes. She needs to change that name, by the way. No, I think... <laughs> it's really hard to say, and it's, you know, it's not very... It's a dumpy star- name. Yeah, it's not very star Did you, did you marry into that? I hope so. Because this is the girl from My Girl, by the way, who died. Yeah, she's adorable. In My she Girl. Didn't die. Yeah, wow, spoiler Right? Alert. From the Beast things, right? Oh, yeah. Or did Macaulay Culkin die? No, it was her. I don't know. I was going to say I got to go back and watch it. I couldn't or, believe it was her. My wife said, "That's the girl from Michael." Oh wait a minute! Oh, I, I'm I can go look it up. See I'll her right away. Mm. And isn't Michael uh, Michael J. Fox's wife in it too? Oh, is it Tracy? What's her name? Who uh, I believe plays Anthony Edwards' wife. It, am I getting this her wrong? You listening to me? He uh-huh. died. It, it was Macaulay Culkin's oh, character who died after okay, disturbing after disturbing a beehive. Okay. Two thirds of the way through the movie. Yeah, that's well, and two, and you're <laughs> half right. Uh, you know, you were half right about it. No, you were half wrong. I don't know what I'm saying. I want to know who plays Anthony Edwards' wife. Okay. In, Are we trying to find out who? Who plays his wife in Inventing Anna? I could have sworn it was uh, Michael J. Fox's wife. They have it as, oh, no, his real life wife. Tracy Merwinningham. Tra- is it? Tracy Poland is his wife. I- Yay! Okay. And let's see. And that is Michael J. Fox's wife, isn't it? That is. I don't see. Oh, she is in Inventing Anna. She's Sherry. I have Tracy Pullen as a partner at Pullen and Young in Conroe, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> oh, nice. Thanks, Steve. Oh, my gosh. Look at look at Young. Look at this guy. Uh, I don't want to. Oh. Look at these. these, these what are you man. talking yeah. about? Random. <laughs> Just that, yes. Jeez. Random people. Who, the internet gave me. Hey, deep tease here. Um, since you're talking about other states. Uh, coming up at 1015 today. You are just not even going to believe what Steve found out about his name. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. From somebody who reached out to me on Facebook and said, hey, you know, you've got to do something about this. And by the way, you know, a couple weeks ago, I, you know, someone was like, put up some fake scam account of me. And it's not that. It's not that kind of a thing. This is, this is different. And now I feel like there's a call to action. Do I need to do something? Yes. I hate these deep teases because I don't get to You're hear You're not them. here. Oh, Dawn, it's so to good. Do? Listen to the You're supposed to work all day. to back-to-back shows in their entirety. And listen to yes. Dawn and Steve attentively. Yes, yes oh. because this might result in an adoption hey, for Donna. Steve and his wife. Oh, my gosh. I'll come and tell you during the commercial break. Great. Everyone else, you got to wait 10, for a 15. half an hour. Okay. We might <laughs> even make a call live on the air. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to look the forward to. The phones work today, by the way. Oh, oh that's thanks, a, Don. That's a pleasant right, surprise. That's a plus. <laughs> hey, when we come back on the Donna and Steve experience, if you see something, you should say something. Uh, remember when Bob Odenkirk had that awful heart attack mm-hmm. on set of Better Call Saul? Uh, we'll tell you what he said about that incident And it might be something that could help you or a loved one. It's all coming up next on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. Everything, entertainment, and then some. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. (laughs) So, Bob Odenkirk, 
He's an actor. He said that CPR and being in good shape from doing the movie Nobody saved his life when he had a heart attack last July while filming Better Call Saul. Oh, wow. Um, He said that someone on set immediately started giving him CPR. Then a health officer used a defibrillator three times on him. Oh. And he said, because I was in good shape, you kind of enlarge other veins around your heart if you work out a lot. And he was told that more blood was able to, you know, get to his heart during CPR. He said the veins were just a little bit bigger from a lot of working out. Pumping. Yeah. Like Steve says, get your pump on. Got to get that swell. Yeah. He said, take CPR classes because you can save lives with them. Wow. That's amazing. And by the way, Hubbard is offering CPR classes. Can I just sign up? up? I think so. Okay. Because I wanted to, and then I had some days off and I just kind of forgot. Yeah. I'm just afraid it's going to happen. I have jury duty coming up, so I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm hoping it'll all work out. This, this jury duty. May I see something and say something? Yes. This jury duty thing is going to become a real stressor in the life of Donna Valentine. <laughs> and by the way, Don, and me. you I'm already and Rocco, we are going to, there will be shrapnel from this. <laughs> because, you know, if there's anything, Donna likes to have things in order. She likes it when things are, yep. are laid out. And so, so with, with jury duty. Things are up in the air. Things are up in the air. Every night before, she'll have to call in and find out if she needs to be there in person the next day to possibly be called upon as a juror and so this is going to be a whole situation it's going to ruffle her feathers so my question excuse us donna okay i'll be over is, here uh don how do we cope with this you and i and rocco how do we survive this turmoil mm-hmm. just be on our best a game and be there supportive, for her supportive thanks, emotionally. supportive not make her feel guilty for doing her civic duty civic yeah, duty thanks. i mean altogether. did you hear that in one segment Donna was like, I am performing my civic duty. I will be a juror and I'm about to take CBR classes. But like, I hope everybody else is doing good. And like, whatever you do. That was, I really didn't mean it like that. But I was thinking I'm excited because I, it's something that I've never really learned, the CPR thing. When is it? When are you going? Well, I think it's coming up sometime this month, but I don't know. Maybe I'll try to sign up and go. And they're putting it, us, I think, in groups of eight. Okay. So they have enough dummies for us. <laughs> dummies for the dummies or is that what they're bringing you in for you know they're like oh, we brought all the radio folk hey Donna lay there lay down <laughs> but getting back to Bob Odenkirk the day after his heart attack he also had a surgery to remove built up plaque that he had around his heart but because he was still you know in good health quote mm-hmm. unquote he had a quick recovery and he was back to work in September so that was from oh. July to September that's amazing yeah I wonder what it's like to um to have endured something like that, to go through that. How has his perspective changed? Has it changed? Right. You know, do you feel more nervous about things or do you feel less stress about life because you've already had such a close encounter that it's like, that should have been gone you, already. He probably feels way more appreciative and probably using his time more wisely, I would imagine. Anybody who's come that close. Yeah. Probably right. We have a a new finding from the pandemic. 43% of people say that the pandemic has made them more sensitive to loud 
music. Yes. Not only loud and music, sounds, but loud talking. Yes. Oh, boy. When and that, I have a headache, loud talking makes me go, I'm a little anxious. You would struggle <laughs> in my house, Dawn, because yeah. I have some kids, and I'll just say one of the kids Hello? is... They, they get to a stage in their life where they're unsure of their volume. And they, they don't hear that they're like, so... That's when she said, and we're in the kitchen, guys. And you go, I'm we're not right at a here. Stadium. You're like, I'm, inside I'm voice. right here. Yeah, inside this is not voice. the club at 11. Mm-hmm. You're going to get us drinks. Or, Do you want another vodka? <laughs> She's just telling me about something. Do you like, want wow. a juice box? <laughs> hey! Yeah, I don't do well with all the with chaos. Oh, I mean, it yeah. stresses me out so bad. Like, and after work, you know, we do we after the show. Some of us do some production type things to get the podcast up and things like that. Right. I have to close the door because I can't even hear voices outside the door. What is it about Lori's voice? Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> sorry, that came out weird. That no, came out sideways. No, it's Any, just anything. Any I know there's an energy that picks up. Yeah, and it stresses me out. So I shut the door, but then you look like you're unapproachable, and it's like, no, no, no. You can approach me. I just, I'm, I'm focused. On, just on my terms, and I, when the time is right. I need to focus. Yeah, so a lot of people have been dealing with this because they've been working at home quietly. And now you come back into the office and there's a lot of, you know, I'll tell you what conversations going on at once. I sometimes so like I'm uh, I'll do prep work at, at home at the kitchen table. And so this is the morning when the kids are hustling about they're milling about getting ready to go to school and they're getting backpacks and stuff. And then. You know, you've got kids coming over to you. Dad, is it okay if I put this snack into my lunchbox? Yeah, honey, you have to speak a little louder. I'm sorry, Daddy can't hear you. Can you ask that again? When I need you to speak saying, up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because and then the other kids are loud. All of this motion. And uh, so so being in the room for part of the time this morning with Donna reminded me of what it's like being in the same space with her pre-show. <laughs> which is, and this is the funny part about Donna. For all of the noise that she doesn't want, she is a generator of noise, but it's noise on her ter- terms. She is oh. an out loud verbal processor, meaning I would hear just this morning mm-hmm. things like, oh, where did you put that? No, not you. Come on. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's funny. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because my <laughs> roommate says, like, if he hears me, I'll, I'll be like, oh, really? Yes, yes. It's like and he'll go, what's the matter? And I'm like, nothing. I'm talking to myself. I'm like, nothing. Or if I go, ow. What what happened? Nothing. This is many times in the prep room when Donna will be there and then she'll go, no, oh my. And then Ryan Perpich and I, God rest his soul, still alive, news producer now, would turn to each other and just point like, are you taking, like who takes the verbal clickbait here? Because the other person wants to. Yeah, I'm not looking for any kind of reaction or response. This is a, this is the result of living alone for so many years, for like 25, 30 years. Filling the silence with back and forth conversations. Correct. Entertaining. Good talking to you guys. (laughs) Fun to be here. Uh, Dawn. I wish I could stay. Well, I'll come and tell you what we're going to talk about at 1015. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, Which could change the Patterson family. Who knows? Uh, When we come back, Rocco will be joining us. DJ Rock Lobster comes in at 10. He'll give us a dirt alert. And then a cool story that Donna found about Cher and Blake Shelton. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you all the things when we return. Donna and Steve on my time.